previously, previously on the Game On Podcast. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's interesting to hear back. Mate, uh, 300 games is fantastic, but we've got to go back to the start, mate. Where did you start your junior career? Where did you uh, play at? Um, I was a, I was an Adelaide Hills boy playing for the Bridgewater Raiders up in the Adelaide Hills there. So, yeah, I grew up in Bridgewater. And, you in know, fact, so, we could uh, even go back earlier than that, Pete. I have heard a bit of a story yeah, about this. this. No, yeah, Tim, playing career started at Bridgewater, yes, that's for sure. But he was mascot for Adelaide University. And, of course, Adelaide University famous for every person having their own individual number. So Tim was a half, and then he'd grown. As we know, Tim's, Tim's you know, an extraordinary tall human being. He'd grown that, uh, by next year, so, he's, so his mum made it. To, he was three quarters the next year. <laughs> Yeah, true story. Yeah, mum knitted me the great black and white jumper when on my first year there as a mascot, and uh, um, yeah, had a half on the back. And then the next year, when dad was coaching the A grade boys era, I still remember those days as a young kid, as I'm sure you do, Mackie. Um, yeah, down at the uh, down the pub and hold your bowlies and all those sort of things. And yeah, it was a great way to grow up as a kid. So I was always going to end up in footy somehow. But uh, yeah, that was some of my earliest memories of football. Is definitely at the yeah, at Adelaide Uni, but then yeah, obviously the playing, playing started up at um, up at Bridgewater. There, Dad always tells a story that um, yeah, I think it had to be um, had to be eight to play footy. I think it was, it was some some on those lines, and I was four, I think. Um, so I went down my, down to my first training, and the coach said, "Oh, how old are you?" Dad told me to tell you I was eight, <laughs> <laughs> and so he said, "All right, I'll believe you, Dad." So I played, ended up playing. I think it was four year old in the under eights when I was I wasn't old enough, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I had um, had some great memories playing up there, and uh, you yeah, probably started, you know, under you know, on the eight all, all the way through to see your junior Colts there, and um, then I ventured down to PAC as a student and sort of started playing school footy there, and obviously living in the Adelaide Hills, a very strong Sturt zone, um, yeah, and so my pathway really did lead lead to Sturt, and, and so that's how, how I ended up there. Did you Why, barrack, did you barrack for Sturt as a, a young fella? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely was a Sturt boy. Obviously living in the Adelaide Hills. Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket, and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome to Game On. Welcome to Game On. My name's Pete, once again, joined by Malcolm and um, Timmy Weatherald. Uh, you know, fudging the stats a little bit as far as his age goes, yes. <laughs> playing in the under-8s. Uh, knowing his dad Mick very well, I'm not surprised at that whatsoever. Absolutely. So that was uh, yeah, that was quite funny. And obviously uh, a legend at Sturt there. Um yeah. we touched briefly on the uh, tragedy that happened in Bali and yeah. we appreciate him uh, giving his time and talking about that. A very emotional subject, even for us uh on the night and then also for myself editing um, you know, the the interview, uh going back over it's just unbelievable that um that, that happened and Timmy has such a positive outlook and, and tries to help out wherever he can these days. Uh, weather's been fantastic. He does quite a few chats around the traps and that and talking about it. And 
He's certainly the leader of the Sturt group as well. Absolutely. Where, you know, he's been the main person for the, the golf day and the, and the day remembering Josh Deegan and, yep. and, and Bob Marshall. So, yeah. Absolutely, and uh, if anyone is struggling with mental health, uh, Lifeline is definitely uh, worth yeah. a call. And um, you know these tragedies, uh, you know, do happen, and the, the, the Lifeline is there for for anyone that needs it. So, um, yeah, if you do need that, please uh, make that call. Yep. Around the grounds. Right, mate, we're going to have a little look at the basketball uh, NBA finals, the SNFL grand final, uh, the state of origin uh, again this week. But uh, we're going to kick off with round 12 in the AFL, uh, Melbourne defeating Carlton. Yeah, predictable. Um, probably just went along the script, actually. Yep. Just Melbourne did enough. Yes. Yeah, and just a bit too classy. I think we sat here last week yeah. going that Melbourne would probably have the goods and, and yep. that's exactly how it rolled out. Uh, Port Adelaide defeating Hawthorne. Uh, high scoring. Yeah, it looked like they might win by 150 points at one stage. So, so at yeah. least Hawthorne did get a little bit of respectability. But, yeah, uh, pretty. Porter a class above at the moment, uh, not winning nine in a row. Um, once again, all their stars uh, have stood up. You know, Butters, uh, Horn Francis, uh, Rosie. Rosie. The forward line hasn't exactly functioned. Finlayson's um, had a fantastic year. Yeah. He, he's got to be in the Australian. He'd be in, you know, their all discussions yeah. here. He'd be the squad. He's got to make the All-Australian squad of Absolutely. 40. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they've got a few coming back, obviously. Marshall, Dixon. Uh, Marshall how do they, play. How, how so do they play that I uh, think Lord, when everyone is available? Lord misses out for Dixon is probably the likely one. Yep. And uh, Tommy Jonas, obviously, uh, finding he, his way no, back. He's no certain selection. Yeah. I'll just wait and see on what they do with that one. Uh, yeah. Club's in a good position when they're captain and, yeah. and, a, and a very good defender doesn't get a game. Uh, and I understand why. I mean, you know, it hasn't played very much over the last five or six weeks. Uh, had some injury, had some suspension. Um, and the team's flying a little bit at the moment when he's not playing. So I can, under, sort of, I can understand that. Oh, look, bit. also I think you're showing a bit of character, yeah. not just to go the automatic captain comes back in. Yep. So, yeah. No, and that's look. probably the difference... Uh, you know, Port Adelaide this year, they seem to be making those tough calls and it's, pay, call. it's paying dividends at the moment. All right, we move on. Uh, Collingwood defeating West Coast. Yeah, again, while well, West Coast came back in at Collingwood yeah. then put the foot down. West Coast Pretty, showed some grit there in the second quarter. Predictable result. It was. Uh, out of that, I think Jordan Degoe is very, very lucky to only get three weeks. I was going to mention that. I thought that. he should have got four. Yep. Um, it was a pretty average picking him off. Those days are gone. Yep. Well and truly, and so they should be. Yeah, I, I look at it, I totally agree with you on that, but I also look at it in the way that the way that the body was um, positioned and then the ball came out, he sort of braced himself for impact, yeah. but he still has a duty of care. So yeah. I totally get yeah. it, 100%. Yep. All right, uh, surprise of the weekend, uh, the Bulldogs being defeated by Geelong. Oh, a little bit. I think that was a 50-50 game. I think there was a couple 50-50 games and unfortunately tipped the wrong way. Yeah, personally. so did I. <laughs> um, so, yeah, not a real surprise. Keeps Geelong in the hunt a little bit. Yeah. It sort of questions a little bit of uh, the Bulldogs. But once again, like we've seen with a lot of these teams this year, bad kicking costs them games. Yep. I mean, they kicked 10 goals 15 to 15 goals 7. So, you know, they get two or three more goals there, they probably win. Well, they were in front the last quarter. Yeah. So, and... Similarly, that um, the GWS were in front at the 31-minute mark. Yep. 
GWS. Um, <laughs> All right, and then we move on to the Suns v uh, Adelaide. You called it last week. You called it. I almost predicted what what had happened. That Adelaide would be in front quarter time. It would be closer at half time, and Gold Coast would run all over him. And that's exactly what happened. Listen to Mick Redden, um, Mickey Gordon on the. I was with Mick Redden on Sunday, so that's what I thought of Mick yes. Redden. Uh, Mick Gordon on the road for Adelaide to say they considered going to Darwin but didn't and try and put some bit of soap on the ball mm-hmm. and jump in the sauna. I'm sorry. If you're preparing, If you're preparing to, to bat against Lily and Tomo in Perth, you don't face a bowling machine in, in Faslabad in Pakistan. Yep. It's a ridiculous comparison. Adelaide had to go up there earlier in the week to acclimatise. Little- For what was a huge game... Five percent can you know, yes. win and lose games. Absolutely, lose a final spot out of it. They got what they deserved. Are Absolute we, incompetent. I heard this uh, uh, phrase coined by a previous guest of ours: the yo-yo crows. Yep. Uh, up and down, up and down. Yep. Now, in all the games, um, barring the Richmond, I think it was, they've actually had a handy lead uh, against GWS, against Collingwood, and yep. against uh, Gold Coast. And Richmond, they hit the front in the last quarter. Correct. So, yeah. so oh. it's frustrating to watch, but are we seeing that evolution of a young team that is a little bit up and down on on form? I mean, I don't want to make excuses for them because really at the end of the day, they're good enough and their best is good enough. Yes and no. It's still a massive frustration personally that Adelaide have basically had a huge weakness in Ruck since 2017, since Jacobs in 2017. And look, Riley O'Brien, he tries hard. Yes, but he's not good enough. Yep. I'm sorry by now. You've got Strawn on the list. You've kept him on the list for four years. Have a good, have a look at him. Yep. Decide whether they're good enough. Because at the moment, I don't think either are. Yep. They've got to. They've got to do something else. And yeah, you just, just for mine, oh, just so frustrating. So at the end of the year, obviously the trade period, uh, is there a chance to get an established ruckman? There's not too many around no, floating not, around. That's the problem. Not, it's not a look. It's not an easy spot. Yep. And. I do know that there was a recruiter having a look at a Ruckman earlier on in this year in the under-18s yep. game because I yep. happened to be talking to the recruiter. Yep. Yep. Um, Did you sell him a book? I might have. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, and that, so it's yep. just, yeah, it's got to get better yet. Absolutely. Um, you know, again, you're not going to have every position on the ground that's no, going to be guns. I just don't but, get it, though, yep. that Matty Clark was a superb tap Ruckman. That yes. was his one Strength. A+. Plus. Yep. That Riley O'Brien still just hits the ball. There's no finesse. There's no feel. And look, he's a very smart guy. He's you know, studying to be a doctor, but yep. it, it's a classic And he's person. worked behind the balls ball generally okay. pretty but good as well, yeah. he just yeah. hasn't improved in that. He, yep. It's classic where he lacks, he lacks footy now. Yep. So a little so, bit of confidence there. Yeah. Is that a case of the ever-changing midfield? I mean, you know, he's been there when the midfield has changed quite a bit over the last few years. And you've got a cane... The coaching panel for mine was a classic also. There's our plan. Yep. Now, uh, Laird, uh, Dawson and Keys attended 20 bounces and yet um, Pedler attended seven and he got more clearances. Yep. 
So, so you've got to pick up say, on those trends. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, mate, we'll leave that one where it is. We'll move yep. on to Giants, uh, defeated by the Richmond Tigers in a sort of a last gasp uh, couple of minutes there. Fluctuating game, yeah. quite high scoring. Yep. Um, yeah, so good effort by Richmond in the end. And Marlon Pickett kicking yeah. the winning goal there. It was it actually beautiful, wasn't it? So, yeah, there was a good finish. And Essendon uh, had to shake off a determined yeah. North Melbourne. And again, North Melbourne were in front at the 24-minute mark, so... That's a big result, though, in the end, because Eston have got the best draw. They will make it. Yep, absolutely. And the buyers, obviously, for last week were the Lions, St Kilda, Sydney yep. and the Dockers. Yep. All right, mate, we quickly move on to this week's rounds. Uh, kicking us off Friday night, we've got Sydney and St Kilda. Thursday night, tomorrow night. Thursday uh, night, Thursday yep. night, sorry. Uh, yeah, we're recording a little bit yes, earlier. We'll we let, our, let our listeners in. I'm, I'm actually heading up to Queensland for a fortnight for some lawn bowls, uh, the Australian Open, and uh, we've had to record a little bit earlier than we usually do. So, yes, we're going to get these tips in a little bit earlier in the week. And hope we've probably got to shorten the show because we're, we're doing a few interviews <laughs> we tonight. We are doing a few so interviews yes. tonight. So, Sydney v. St Kilda. Uh, I'll go Sydney. Uh, if in doubt, go for the home team. Yep. All right, the Bulldogs v. Port Adelaide. This I'll, one's going to be a bit of a cracker. Good game, but I'll go Port. I think Port are going to continue yep. their winning ways. Hawthorne v Brisbane. Brisbane. I don't think you can pick uh, Hawthorne at the moment. I think they'll be competitive, but I think Brisbane um, are just going to be a little bit better. Crows v West Coast. Crows. I think the Crows as well. Fremantle v Richmond. Good game, but it's I'll go Fremantle. It is over in Perth, so yep. I'm going to go Freo as well. North Melbourne and the Giants. I'll go to the Giants. A little bit of a flip of the coin, yeah. but I think also the Giants. It is down in Tasmania, so yeah. interesting. Now, this one for me, Carlton v Essendon. I'll go Essendon. I'll go Essendon as well, but there are rumblings that the playing group and also the factions in the front of house aren't happy with uh, Michael Voss, and this could be a coach killer, this one right here. Rumours around, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see on that one there. And then we finish off on Monday, obviously the King's birthday holiday, uh, or the previously yep. Queen's birthday yep. holiday, uh, Melbourne v Collingwood. This one's going to be a belter. That's the game of the round. I'll go I'll go Collingwood. Absolutely. I will go Collingwood as well, but only just. I think it's going to be a lot yeah, tighter than we think. Out. Yeah, and Melbourne... Oliver out for, for, for Sort Melbourne of balances still, itself yeah. out a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? I just think Collingwood have got a little bit too much run at the moment, but yeah. look, Melbourne are, uh, are going to be there or thereabouts, and as we've done with our tips lately, we can't quite get them always right. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back from the break, we'll um, we'll talk about the basketball, the SNFL football, uh, SNFLW, yep. uh, and the SNFL, and the tennis as well. Yep. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Mate, we move on to the SNFL uh, round eight. Yeah, some close games. Um, Nord Centrals, Connor McLean had a chance to tie the game up and missed after the siren. Yep. Uh, Glenelg beating... Adelaide by two points. That when was Adelaide, a little bit of a surprise. Adelaide had the ball on the half-forward line and they were picking up just about to have a shot as the siren went. Um, South Adelaide defeating yeah, the Roosters. Look, I went to have a look at that game on Sunday and, yeah, South were good. Uh, North were a little bit disappointing. Probably overused the ball a bit and turned it over too much. Uh, errors, but, yeah, South capitalised and just played a bit more percentage footy than what... Uh, and Sturt just got a, uh, snuck home against West Adelaide. They've so. had a few close ones, yeah. and, and the Eagles defeating Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide uh, yeah. They're the sleeping giants for me. Yeah. 
the Eagles. Uh, obviously, so. with Sturt doing so well, Glenelg sitting second at the moment, and the Eagles are just hanging in there, and yep. I reckon they're timing the run beautifully. Yep. All right, mate, we move on to round nine. Uh, Woodville West Torrens v Adelaide. Uh, toss the coin. I think it's actually a curtain-raiser game, I think, so on Adelaide Oval, Adelaide yep, 12.35 uh, Saturday. I'll go Adelaide. I'll go Adelaide as well. Uh, West Adelaide v North Adelaide. I'll go north to rebound. I reckon North Adelaide there as well. Port Adelaide v the Bulldogs. Um, Port a couple back. Um, toss of the coin. Is that at Alberton? It is at Alberton. I'll go the home side. I'll go Port Adelaide as well. Uh, obviously, uh, mid-season recruit Narkel having yeah. his opportunity yes. to play last weekend, and from all reports, played pretty well. So yes. um, we talked about that. That you know he might be pushing for an AFL spot sooner rather than later. He will be. Glenelg v Sturt. First v second. This is, for me, the game of the round. It is, and there's been some really good promotion trying to get 10,000 people at the Bay. They've really hammered that for the last three or four weeks. So, uh, game of the round. Obviously on Monday. Monday, yeah. I'll go Glenelg. Clearly Glenelg are pushing a bit for the AFL gather round to to have a a game hosted there. To get 10,000 would be a, um, a, a pretty good advertisement. Yeah, I'm a bit bemused on that one. If they're allowed 10,000 on what Nord were, because Nord is certainly that bit bigger than Glenelg. Yep. So, yeah, it is interesting, that yep. one. And uh, to finish us off uh, on Monday as well, we've got the Panthers v Norwood. Yeah, I'll go South Adelaide. Home team uh, down at Flinders University Stadium. Panthers are a little bit of a surprise packet for me this year, and um, I have to pick them at the moment, as much as we want to pick Norwood, but we just can't. Look, they were certainly – their footy on Sunday is a class above what I've seen anything from Norwood this year. So, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, just going through the ladder very, very quickly, Sturt, Glenelg, Adelaide, Woodville, Torrens and Central taking out the top five. Yeah. All right, mate, we move on. The French Open, uh, we brushed on yeah. it briefly last week. There are a few early rounds going on. The Aussies always get off to a pretty good start in round one, round two. Um, Warinka obviously got beaten by Kokonakis, which was a big feather yeah. in his cap, but unfortunately he couldn't go on with it. Yeah. Now we're up to the uh, quarterfinal stage uh, of the men's and the women's. Yeah, it's you know, it's funny where Luke, where um, you know, we lost, retired, um, prematurely retired the women. Players. Oh, uh, Ash Barty. Ash Barty losing Ash, Ash Barty. Barty um, certainly, you lose a bit of interest. Yeah, yep. unless you're a real fanatic, a real tennis person. And there's not, a changing of the guard. I mean, you know, Federer obviously retiring. Yeah. Nadal's injured, and looks like that. Uh, you know, he's probably going to go around for a couple more, but not Maybe. not not a couple more years. Yeah. A couple more tournaments. Yeah, if that. Uh, if that um, you know, and they've been the big two or three for yep. quite a few years. So you're right. There is a little bit of. Um, lost interest a bit, but also the French Open is probably out of all the ones that people keep an eye on. That's probably the least. least yeah. Whereas when you come to Wimbledon, it's obviously the one that yeah. everyone gets involved yeah. with. So in the quarterfinal matches, we've got Alcaraz v Sitsipas. Now this is going to be a belter of a game. That, that should be. That's probably the game of the tournament so far. Correct. And it's really just toss a coin. It is a bit. Um, and then you've got Djokovic versus, versus Kachnikov. Uh, very, very good players in their own right, but you'd expect Novak to get over the line there. You have to tip him. You do. Then you've got Zeref versus Echetaveri. I reckon uh, you did that pretty well. Thank I, you very much. I wasn't having a crack, Pete. No, that's okay. Um, he was a, a late uh, winner uh, late last night, so I had yeah. to put that one in at the last yeah. minute, so I haven't had a chance to research him. But he's the outsider as, yes. of all these names that we've uh, that we've covered. And the other corner final is Rudd versus Rune, and, again, very, very good on the clay. Yeah. So, again, 
you can go either way on that one as well. Alcaraz and Sitsipas is, for me, the, yeah. the game there. Uh, I would really love an Alcaraz-Djokovic final if we can get it, but I don't think they're in that half yeah, of like, the draw. So I like as well. So, yeah. We'll keep an eye on it yeah. and uh, we'll report back in a couple of weeks' time and um, touch base and we'll have a French Open and champion. We'll female. be leading into the uh, to the um, Wimbledon. And then in the female the size, side, yeah. uh, you've got uh, Svetlina yep. versus Sabalinka. Um, again, Players that have been around on the tour for yeah. quite some time. So, again, it's a toss of the coin, like you said. Uh, Machinova versus Pliskova. Oh, jeez, you're, you're dominating this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, again, uh, around the mark as well, not a lot on these players as far as Grand Slam wins. So, you know, they're putting themselves in good position yeah. to obviously take out their uh, maiden Grand Slam. Uh, Swantec versus Goff. Now, for me, this is probably the game of uh, the round, I suppose, in, in this case. Yep. Goff being the young phenom that's doing really, really good things. Swantec, who took over the world number one from Barty. Uh, yep. Obviously, that was Barty's main rival at the time. And then Juba versus Mayer. Uh, again, uh, been around for a while, looking for their uh, maiden Grand Slam victories as well. I think um, uh, uh, Juba has been to a final before, so um, I think as part of those Netflix series where they follow players yeah. around, she was one of them, um, and obviously at the Australian Open and how she goes about her preparation and everything else. So, yeah, very, very interesting to see how that all pans out. We'll take a quick break, mate, and um, when we come back, We'll have a look at the NBA basketball, um, the yes. SNFLW, the NRL, and uh, a little bit later on, our special guest for tonight, Ross Dillon. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe. All right, mate, we continue around the grounds. The NBA finals, we brushed on it last week with the conference finals. Yeah. Uh, Celtic were pretty close, uh, coming from 3-0 down and almost pinching it. Yeah. Uh, against Miami, but um, the Denver Nuggets and Miami Heat currently, as we speak on Tuesday, uh, are tied at one all. Uh, Miami, a bit of a surprise in their second game, uh, winning away from home. And came from well down. They did. About 18, I think. They did. Uh, Denver's still the favourites to take the series, but uh, anything can happen in grand final series. So we'll watch that one with interest over the next few days and see if... Denver go ahead with it, or the Miami Heat keep them on their toes? Yeah, Miami in with a big chance. They are. And, yeah, um, yeah it's it's a different final series. You sort of expect the Lakers there, Golden yeah. State, uh, the Oklahoma have been there a little bit, Celtics have been there a little bit. A um, couple of new teams, which is good for the sport. Yep. All right, we move on to the SNFLW. Uh, last week we talked about the... Prelim final, Norwood v Centrals out at Elizabeth there. Centrals got off to a belting belter of a start, didn't they? Yeah, just way too good. Really comprehensive win, mm-hmm. uh, which the actual Nord highlight was the last kick of the game where Ali Farrell, lovely lady, yep. captain of captain of Nord, kicked a goal with her final kick in in SNFLW footy. So who says there's not romance in yeah, sport? Yeah, so there was that was the, the, the highlight. Definitely highlight with Nord, but Centrals. Really composed, really good team performance. Yep. Ben Hunt would have been delighted with that, and it just sets it up. Oh, Rexy? Yeah, Rexy would be – sets it up perfectly. South Central's real toss of the coin job. Yeah, well, we talked earlier on about Central's playing in their first final yeah. series. They now find themselves in a grand yep. final, and like you said last week, playing some really good team footy. I'm in the same boat. I can't pick. Uh, we've followed them over the year, and we've sort of south of won all the close ones. Yeah. Central's just keep coming. It should be a good game. and I'm 
you know, at Prospect it Oval. It is at Prospect Oval, yep. Um, on Sunday there. Yeah. I think it's 12.45 from yeah, memory. Think, yeah, Um Out at Prospect. So, yeah, once, like we've said previously, if you're looking for something to do on a Sunday um, with the with the uh, SNFL playing itself over the entire weekend, uh, yeah. there's an opportunity to go Sunday, head out to Prospect Oval and yeah, watch uh, the grand final. All right, mate, we move on to NRL. State of Origin uh, played here in Adelaide last weekend and uh, Queensland got the job done with one player short in the end. Yeah, which is a big, big result. And, it, you know, it sets it up. I think it's, what, 72% of it 72%, overall. yeah, or 74%. Yeah. If you win the first, first one, you one generally you go overall, on and win so, overall. Well, you've got to tip Queensland then on that basis, basically. I think you do, and I went from for Queensland right from yep. the get-go. I've picked them the last couple of years. There's just something about Queensland. I don't know. they they just bat a little bit above their weight in some cases, and they always find a way to win. I think there was forty eight thousand there in and the that's end a big too. Plus. So yeah, on a cold Wednesday, Wednesday night. night, yeah. And it was actually fascinating. We happened to be going to the zoo on the Thursday, on the Thursday, and it was packed. Yep. And I looked, there were that many rugby tops at the zoo. Yes. And I ended up talking to talking to various people. Yep. And there was a couple of flown over for the for the game from New Zealand, big rugby people, yep. and thought they'd have a look at the zoo. And Wow. Yeah, so you forget about that spin-off effect. Hotels are full. Yeah. They probably then go for a bit of a drive out to the yeah. Barossa, taste a little bit yep, of wine, take some wine home with them, have a couple of meals at some of the... City nightclubs, uh, city pubs, city um, you know eating establishments, and all of a sudden the income that's coming into the state is fantastic. Well, we park probably ten minutes further away at the zoo on Sunday than you normally uh, on Thursday would. than what we normally had the two weeks earlier. So yep. yeah, incredible, fantastic, and obviously the the state's going to go again. I would imagine for trying to get it, but you know Melbourne are going to put their hand up to yep. to hold a, a round uh, of uh, state of origin. But we're I the think king of sport. We, st- we are the, the centre of the, the universe, absolutely. And go we the, do it so well. Yep, go Mally. And 48,000, like we said. Yep. You can't sneeze at that. And the Premier had a game on Saturday too. I did see the highlights yes. on that one there. Someone handed me a chalky milk. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, mate, we move on. Um, after the break, we've got Ross Dillon, and uh, I really look forward to hearing about his time over uh, over in Melbourne and then heading over here to Adelaide and playing at Norwood and and uh, obviously a big part of uh, Dylan's book's Bookstores, uh, well, business-wise, well. Roscoe's been a significant contributor in South Australia for a long time now. Absolutely. Liking this podcast? Please like, rate, and subscribe. Past players, past legends, past legends. Tonight we welcome Ross, the Marshal Dylan, uh, Roscoe. A um, so uh, for Melbourne's between 60, 66 and seventy two, uh, eighty five games, one hundred and thirty three goals. Leading goal kicker in sixty nine with forty eight, seventy with forty one. Played state football for both Victoria and South Australia. Uh, coming over to Nord, his uh, debut in career from seventy three to seventy eight at Nord, one hundred and fourteen games. 242 goals, of course, the be- the best and fairest in the Premiership year in 75, third in the McGarry. Leading goal kicker, 73-75, advertiser team of the year, 75. A couple of games, South Australia. Welcome aboard, Roscoe. 
Thanks, Malcolm. And very good cricketer as well. Well, I was going to get to that. Um, We've obviously talked about your uh, exploits uh, on the footy field, but, um, mate, where did it all start, Uh, obviously, growing up in Kyabram? Yeah, Kyabram in northern Victoria, town of about 7,000 people these days, fruit-growing and dairying area. Um, Yeah, that's uh, where I lived for the first 17 years of uh, my life. And did you play for a local junior club up there? I uh, played for the Cobram High School uh, for a, a couple of years uh, uh, and then uh, got in the first in, uh, must have been, 65. Um, we had uh, a really good team. We had Dick Clay, who played in four, ultimately played in four premierships for Richmond. Richmond yep. He was our centre forward. Um, and ultimately, we lost a grand final to a Tom Hafey coach, Shepparton, um, yeah, by a small margin. Roscoe, so, um, still, Roscoe still kicks himself for hitting the post uh, <laughs> towards the end. He's, he's brought that up yeah. with me a couple of times. So. Yeah, worst sporting moment of my life. Uh, yeah. So you mentioned also that you were a keen cricketer as well. Did you, you um, you'd played for the school as well? Uh, played for school and then played for Kyabram. Uh, played in the... Uh, um, sort of in the zone teams, and then um, in 1965, uh, yeah, I wanted to play uh, cricket for Melbourne and uh, footy for Melbourne. Melbourne had just come out, come off uh, six premierships in ten years, uh, with uh, Barassi as captain, Norm Smith as coach, and a lot of fantastic players in the footy team. But uh, Clive Fairburn was a uh, chairman of selectors at Melbourne Cricket Club, and he was a formerly a Kyabram man, uh, known to our uh, known to our family. So, those were the main reasons that I went to. Uh, I wanted to play for Melbourne. Some pretty handy names there, Barassi, Barassi, oh, well, and and um, Norm uh, Smith. Norm Smith. Oh, and wow. Roscoe's yeah. quite, and so he should be very proud. He's a member of the Kyabram Cricket Team of the Century, along with uh, the Australian elegant left-hand opening batsman Matty Elliott. Jimmy, trying to think who else was in that side. There was uh, Jimmy Higgs, Higgs was yeah. coach. Yes, uh, I knew the mainly, Higgs was the other one. Yep, mainly because he uh, uh, he played for he went to private school in Melbourne and played when he was home for uh, uh, for a team called Fire Brigade. Uh, but he's Kyabram, um, yeah, uh, uh, through and through. Yeah, and so to, so. Any Melbourne, quite young um, and probably a little bit unlucky as it turned out they were on the decline a little bit. But um, so, de- so debuting for Melbourne, go through that, Roscoe. Uh, first game of yep. uh, 1966, um, was selected at centre half forward. Um, we played St Kilda, who uh, were ultimately that year's premiers, their only premiership. Yeah, um, in their history, um, yeah, sixty plus thousand people. Uh, I'd always dreamt of it as a kid, wanting to do that, and it was, uh, uh, you know, a memory I'll never forget. Um, yeah, I went to Melbourne High School for a year, um, and yeah, things were going pretty pretty well until uh, after the sixth sixth game. 
I hurt my knee at training in an uncontested uh, drill, um, which subsequently cost me uh, a couple of years. Uh, two operations on uh, one cartilage, which uh, in those days it was yeah. a little more involved than it is these days. But yes. that wasn't much fun because it knocked the footy around and also knocked the cricket around uh, just in the years when I uh, you know, would really have loved to have been playing it. Did I, did I, did I read somewhere that uh, 10 out of the 12 Victorian clubs uh, cricket were chasing you down? No, that was in footy. No, that was a footy club. Sorry. Yeah. I had a uh, couple of interesting incidents there where in 1965 when it was going pretty well at Kyabram with uh, with Dick Clay and, uh, you know, there were teams coming up uh, all the time. Uh, it was before zoning and uh, a couple of quick stories there. Mum was out on the golf course one day. My father was killed when I was in yeah. 1963. Uh, but uh, so Jack Dyer went out on the golf course, uh, uh, you know, to see mum, which uh, I'm sure he would have had his ears bashed uh, out there. And uh, <laughs> uh, then I was riding my bike out to uh, with some mates out to the local uh, golf course with mum's uh, golf bag over my shoulder and a uh, car pulled up alongside me and asked me, was I Ross? And said, uh, yeah. Uh, well, do you mind if I have a chat? So, well, there were two fellows in the car, and one was Bob Davis, the coach of Geelong, and the other was Leo O'Brien, who was their secretary manager. Yep. yep. And they offered me a straight off uh, offered me a trip to uh, uh, to Hawaii at the end of season, end of season trip. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd been to Melbourne a couple of times, but uh, Hawaii was a bit out of the uh, <laughs> out of the imagination. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so... Uh, that would have been pretty hard to knock back, Roscoe. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, but so I went to my senior master at school. And as I said, I didn't have dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I went to my senior master who I played footy with, Ozzy Nelson, a really good man, and said, asked Mr. Nelson uh, what he thought. And he said, well, do you want to play with him? And I said, no, I want to play for Melbourne. And he said, well, probably be a good idea if you didn't go. <laughs> um, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, Geelong had a terrific team at the time with Polly Farmer and yeah. Dennis Marshall and Peter Walker and all of those fellows. So, Doug Wade. Yeah, so, and as you said before, Melbourne were, uh, when Barassi left at the end of 64 to go and coach Carlton, uh, that was the start of uh, a, a demise of Melbourne for probably lasted the next 50 years until... Yeah, a couple of years ago yeah. when they won the premiership. Yep. And then '69, Roscoe, was that was that your best year? And so, and then you state, and then the end of year state car, the state carnival where you dominated for Victoria. No, I didn't dominate. We had Royce Hart as yeah. Uh, you got more praise than Hart did. I reckon that's. I take that as no, domination, no, Roscoe. Be, no, only because he went off. He had to go off in the last game against uh, South Australia on the. On the Saturday, uh, he, I think he went into the game with a suspect calf and he uh, only lasted about a quarter, but he'd kicked a couple of goals already. Um, yeah, I came on and uh, we played, uh, I played on Rick Schoff, yep. uh, who was pretty handy. And at halftime, the scores were, were even. Um, 
but then things started to turn and we finished up winning by 10 or 12 goals. Uh, but we had a, yeah, some of the players in our team, you had Nichols, Jezelenko, uh, Hudson, um, yeah, Bob Keddy, Bob Murray, Kevin Murray, Barry Davis, um, uh, Kevin Bartlett. It's um, yeah. a fair side, that is a fair side. especially before <laughs> State of Origin. So having Hudson in that as well, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam Newman as well. Yeah. Kekovic, although I don't think Keka played in too many games. I think he was injured. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was that was fun. Uh, Fifty thousand people at Adelaide Oval and the old Oval with uh, or the old setup with uh, the temporary stands going down uh, uh, King William Street. There um, and uh, there might have been fifty thousand there, and be lucky if a thousand of them were barracking for uh, for Victoria. Um, yeah, I do remember. Yeah, I hope it wasn't run- that many. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, Barassi was our coach. Yep. And uh, I remember going on to replace Royce Hart and uh, uh, running for a ball early on, and just an elbow came across, uh, just missed my chin. Uh, and uh, the message, it was uh, Harry Kernahan, and uh, the message came out from Barassi that you have to go a bit bit faster or a bit harder, and I didn't send the message back, but I thought if I'd been a you know, half a yard uh, quicker, I would have lost my face. Um, anyway, uh, but, yeah, very memorable. Uh, um, yeah, always wanted to, wanted to play for Victoria. Um, and at the the end of the last game, I had a visit from a guy, uh, a young fellow from Western Australia, wanting to know if I'd swap my, my jumper with his. And uh, a little, uh, I said, no way. You know, I've dreamt of getting one of these yep. uh, all my life. You're not getting my uh, big V. It just happened to be um, a fellow I, I became really good friends with uh, later and still am is uh, John Wynn. Oh. Um, he oh. was playing for Western Australia. Australia and, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't getting it. He's, uh, yeah, uh, that was my first contact with uh, with Johnny. The the connections we've got through this show, uh, we've had uh, yes, Winnie had on. Winnie on. Yes, yes. Uh, right. How right. did that go? Because uh, um, uh, he's, entertaining uh, as expected. Yes. yes, <laughs> yes. He, he didn't leave no. us uh, wanting. That's for sure. No, no. <laughs> no great man to have. I yes. call him Digger. Yeah. Uh, why? Because he's the one you'd want in the in the, in trenches, the trenches. Bloody oath. So, yes. So, and then uh, so you know the Melbourne. How much did the part of your injuries play a part in deciding to come to South Australia? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, in '72, I got a start or in pre-season, I got a an Achilles problem uh, that from running on the roads trying to get fitter. Yeah. Uh, an inflamed Achilles, and I couldn't get rid of it for about half the season. And uh, having been yeah, Victorian team 69, 70, I think, I'm not sure about 71, but uh, anyway, uh, so I missed about the first half of the year. Uh, came back in the seconds and uh, for the first game and got 11 uh, and went into the first next week. Uh, Melbourne were going all right, and we lost in a in a wet day against Fitzroy on the MCG, got dropped the next week, and uh, uh, first time I'd been dropped, uh, didn't didn't enjoy it very much. At the end of the season, they offered 15 year 15 guys contracts, and I wasn't one of them. 
Bizarre. And so I virtually made my mind up then that uh, Melbourne weren't going anywhere. Uh, I'd lost a, a fantastic friend in Norm Smith that uh, uh, had finished, had gone to South Melbourne to coach and then uh, in 73, I think he was. He went to North Melbourne. He wanted me to go to North Melbourne when uh, Barassi had gone there to coach. Norm was going to be his chairman of selectors. Um, but I didn't enjoy Melbourne living all of that much. Yeah. Uh, I was a country boy. Um, uh, but uh, And I didn't think that Melbourne weren't heading anywhere. And I thought, if that's so... Yeah, contracts were just starting. Yeah. I couldn't if I wasn't included in that after being there for seven years, well I'll I'll move. Um yeah, they tried to talk me out of it, but I said, Look, car's already packed, I'm going. Um and then they came back after seventy five and wanted me to go back. But uh uh along with North Melbourne, but I chose to stay here and probably fortunate that I did. How, how did uh, you get get to Nord? Was there somebody that approached you, or uh, it was mainly uh, through Wally Miller? Wally, yeah, yeah, I thought it would have been. Um, yeah. yeah, I think uh, you know Nord had Robert Odie as coach, and he had you know he developed a lot of terrific young kids, uh, Butto and uh, uh, Woody and Black, uh, you know uh, Glenn Black. Rosser and yep. uh, Gags. Um, and you know, Mike Colligan, etc. They had a you know developing team, and uh, I think you know, and you had Glenn McMahon. I think yes, uh, took over from Rex Wilson. Rex was involved in my move, but you know, I think there were guys. Robert wouldn't necessarily have wanted an interstate player, but he had Winnie already, so that was enough. <laughs> 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 no, but. Uh, uh, I don't think Robert was over keen, but the likes of Glenn McMahon and these guys uh, thought that uh, Ford needed a, a you know, centre forward come centre back or whatever. And uh, I think that's where the drive came from. And yeah, Glenelg uh, were visiting at the same time with girls and Harry Kernahan. Um, yeah, but. Uh, yeah, Norwood. Uh, I chose to go to Norwood. Thank and, goodness uh, the Redlegs got you over the line. And this, yeah, I never, yeah, I sort of never re- regretted it. So it was Wally and Rex. Rex Wilson was in the meeting when we uh, finally got the arranged a clearance. Uh, what it cost them or not, I don't know. Wally's a shoot operator, isn't oh, he? Yeah. He, oh, he can yeah. spot talent. Don't worry about that. Yeah, no, Wally's a uh, Wally, Wally's one of the. Great administrators in football yep. history. And, yeah. Uh, this uh, went Wally, off. And, uh, Wally and probably uh, Norm Smith are the two most uh, – and uh, Hammo, Bob Hammond, um, you know, three of the most significant football people in, uh, in my uh, footy time, yeah. And this is when I've actually first met Ross because Ross, when he came over – Played cricket for Kensington. Yep. Took five for in his first A-grade game. Um, Your eyes would have lit up, mate. Yeah, I was because I did the scoreboard at yes. Kenzie as a kid. So yep. I, was, I was about 10 or 11 when I first – so that's when I first met Ross before he played footy for Nord. Or Nord so and that, so then de- debuting for Nord in 73, Ross? 73. Yep. 73. 
We played Sturt and got whopped on uh, at Norwood Oval. Uh, Rick Davies in his prime, and I probably got to know Sandy Nelson as a centre back for the first time. Um, yeah, so they gave us uh, uh, that was an interesting int- introduction. Um, yeah, as I said, Robert was Robert was coaching, and Robert's coaching um, uh, was interesting. But he was, you know, he was uh, equally uh, important uh, in Norwood's subsequent premierships. Yeah, because of he developed all of these uh, young guys who are the backbone of uh, uh, Norwood. You know, throughout the the seventies and early eighties. Uh, undoubtedly, and then Hamo came along and taught us how to work and how to, uh, you know, hard work and and the importance of uh, of winning. And then Barmy uh, came along after that and uh, uh, you know did really well. And seventy five, you know, seventy four was a bit disappointing finish to the end of the year. We bombed in the finals, but then seventy five. Nord and Glenelg, the two dominant sides, and we won sixteen in a row. And I, I always, always thought it was hilarious. Just, just cause we lost the second semi that Glenelg was such overwhelming favourites. Where for mine, it was always a fifty-fifty game, and I, I think that actually turned out to our advantage. And Glenelg were, yeah, it was it was bizarre how they were such overwhelming favourites. Ah, uh, well, they were known that year as the unbeatable bays. And uh, you know, they had curls, curls coaching, and uh, uh, you know the press were all over that. And uh, yeah, I think we beat uh, um, Glenelg at. It was one all. Glenelg. They beat us, and we beat we beat them at Glenelg. Yes, yeah, yeah. With a with a game or two to go, and uh, we had a pretty good win there. Uh, and uh, but yeah, we won sixteen. I thought it was even eight, but let's say sixteen in a row. Yeah. And uh yeah, so we went into the second semi and uh yeah, they uh, they beat us. They had a good team. Um uh, no doubt. And uh then we had to beat Port Adelaide in the preliminary final, which uh certain Greg Turbo dominated. Yeah, Turbs. Turbs kicked uh, six, yep. Jesus is a good player, Turbs. Oh. Um I better tell him that. I better remember next time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure it's um, early in the morning. So. <laughs> no, he's a good fella too. Yes. Um, yeah. So then we had them in the grand final and it was uh, seesawing and then uh, Curls made his uh, great move and put uh, Butch Phyllis into the ruck and, uh, to try and quell Butto, who was dominating. Um, and that was uh, one of the finest things that ever, ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> no. It helped you, yes. Colin Anderson went on to you, and you, mind you, let's the bit out of it. Butch virtually was, might as well have been d- taking you out dancing for that for that second semi <laughs> in the first three quarters. He was holding on to you the whole bloody game, and you didn't get get anything. And then, ironically, you get a lucky free kick in the last quarter. Um, well, so, yeah, uh, we only had one umpire in these days. Yes, days. Peter Mead, but uh, I'm not going to bollock Butch. Uh, Butch is a mate of mine, and. Uh, uh, great competitor, and uh, you know one of your opponents that you respect. Yep. But I have asked him, you know, that holding on business was that you or curls? And he said, oh, probably a fair bit of me. <laughs> As in him, yeah, we'd laugh about it after. 
but um, it was pretty inhibiting because he's he's a strong unit. Was that the grand final with Nord did no press and Glenelg did all the press? Is that the one? Yeah. Yep. yep. In seventy five. Yep. yep. That was Wally made the rule in the yeah. week and yep. So we let Glenelg go, and yeah. So Roscoe kicked the great and, poor, and really came into the game in the last quarter. You, you sort of took over. You couple of marks on the back play, and then a bit of rucking where Mike Olsen jumping over the top, uh, palmed it down, and he followed up. You marked and handballed off to him, and the interesting goal umpiring decision, we all think it was a goal. Um, we're, we're the ones that count. So, yeah, another, Wayne Harm, another Wayne Harms job. Uh, yes, um, where Mike Polder may have carried it through. But, yeah, so the Red League's getting up 9-10 to 7-10, and, yeah, it was, uh, I admit, oh, well. too, uh, the sort of things, the right things go right for the winners and the wrong things go wrong for the losers. But I'll tell uh, you what, this this lady standing next to us has that grabbed Dad and kissed him when the final so when the siren went, and I'm thinking, geez, <laughs> the old man's just got an upgrade. <laughs> so, Mum wasn't no, too well. happy, so yes. But it, it was uh Yeah, it was it was just interesting. So I was only twelve just watching people and just people just openly crying and a lot of relief, first flag in 25 years. It was certainly a, a special occasion. Uh, absolutely. And then, uh, you know, first, first time for 25 years and, and back at the ground, uh, back at the Oval was just, uh, uh, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, parents uh, wouldn't let me go. Yeah, yeah, I'm still spewing uh, about that. Yes, go on. I still uh, I recall uh, uh, making way through the crush after the, the Oval celebrations had finished and we're going back to the social club and uh, trying to get across uh, Wood Street there. Yeah. People uh, shoving uh, 10 and $20 notes and whatever in your pocket. And uh, I'd have to say the tax man, uh, unfortunately, um, <laughs> wasn't declared. Okay, we'll probably, probably spend it 10 minutes later over the bar. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fantastic. And then 76 and 77, we sort of um, probably didn't quite come through as well. And then 78, with you, your body started to let yourself down and you were – you coached – coach I the, couldn't – yeah, I coached, I coached the twos. Yes. I couldn't – one of um, my strengths was uh, I could jump, uh, you know, for marking, etc. and my – Knees started to, well, my left knee in particular, started to annoy me uh, fairly constantly. Um, I like to, I like to be fit, which meant you had to do plenty of work to get fit, and you started to be that you're inhibited doing that. Um, so it started to tail away, and I coached uh, the twos, um, and was, you know, I was assistant coach and coach of the twos, and. Uh, I said I'd really finished. I didn't want to play. And then later in the year, um, they uh, there must have been players injured and they asked me to play. And so I played through to the second semi. semi and, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and unfortunately, or not for we the, the twos won, which was yes, uh, which was fun. Beat West Adelaide uh, against West Adelaide. Uh, we had a pretty good, pretty strong side in those days. Yeah, we've got one of the we've got David Palm on later tonight as well. Actually, uh, we're doing a, yep. we're doing a few tonight, so that was yeah. I'll always say that Palmy not playing in the league uh, league side. I'll always find that as a um, 
Yeah, uh, it was Chris, he and Chris Benneman were, yeah, I, 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 were yeah. close selection. Yeah, yeah. You've been, I've been not say too much, Malcolm. I, I'm sure I was a selector in those days. So. Yeah, I thought Palmy <laughs> should have played. I've got to be fair. No, but, fair, but you, yeah. you tell Palmy for sure I would have played him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and when so when. Um, when did the business side of it kick in when you were over here with the – so it was Westlake's news agency to start with, wasn't it, Ross? No, no, Nord, Nord, Oh, the uh, Nord News Agency, that's yeah, right, that was, yeah. That was um, – happened in 78, uh, and that really – and we had uh, our first child, Alex, yep. in 78. Um, she was the first of uh, four children, Um and yeah, we started uh, the news agency at Norwood. Yeah, after a year, expanded it. Uh, after two years, sold that and went to West Lakes, and that started a whole. Yeah, we had seventeen uh, shops over time. Um, knock, expanded them, knocked walls out, uh, moved, changed houses about three or four times. So there was, and I, I consciously made the decision. Uh, you know, at the end of 79, that uh, that the coaching path wasn't going to be mine. I, yep. We'd started uh, the businesses. Um, and uh, so I know there's Norwood people who, uh, uh, you know, were not necessarily happy <clears throat> with the way or the fact that I stepped away, but I, I felt as though I just had to get on with the rest of my life. I'm... And, uh, yeah... And you've been a huge part of the of the South Australian um, news agency and book game now for or book industry, sorry for a, for a long time now. Uh, Forty five years. Uh, the bookshop has been our last business. Yeah, you know, we grow these businesses and then uh, sell them. Um, at the bookshop we held for about thirty seven years, and uh, I sold it, or Sue and I sold it to. Two of our sons, Angus yes. and Alistair, um, about two months ago. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I've never been so busy doing nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sure you're still in the office a fair bit, Roscoe. You couldn't help yourself, and obviously, no, I, no. I greatly appreciate the fact that you've sold uh, the definitive rule book in, in your shop, Roscoe. So, yes, yeah, greatly yeah. appreciate it in that regard as well. Good on you. Was that something that you were keen to get into business-wise, like some sort of business-related after your footy career? That's a good question because uh, uh, as a boy in the country, all I ever wanted to do was play footy for Victoria and cricket for Australia. Uh, you know, that was my dream. And uh, you'd never find me in the uh, library at recess, <laughs> lunchtime or afternoon. And uh, uh, exam time had come and I'd think, hmm, this, looked, this is pretty hard, <laughs> mainly because I hadn't done any work. Um Footy season had finished straight into cricket and uh, or the athletics or uh, um, swimming or tennis or whatever it was a gung ho sport in the in the country um, and so then going to Melbourne to play footy and cricket and going to Adelaide and playing footy and cricket um, I never stepped foot inside a university and uh, so I thought you know 77 78 um, that, uh, oh, well, the choices were go down the footy path um, or um, get on with the rest of you, uh, make a career out of something. And so a friend of 
friends of mine in Melbourne had about five news agencies um, at that stage, and I thought, oh, well, if they can do it, maybe, maybe I can. And so, and Jack Richards, at, uh, the mayor of Norwood at the time, yep. uh, uh, assisted me to get the news agency in that new, what was Woolworths then, uh, shopping centre. Um, and that really uh, gave us a start and just progressively, um, you know, taking, taking risks like in sport, uh, calculated risks and backing it up with, uh, uh, you know, focus and concentration and hard work um, and getting good, working with good people. Uh, similar things with footy and cricket that I applied to. Oh, don't worry, Roscoe knows his stats. I walk, I walk him in the shop and he go, sold seven of that one book yesterday, four of that one, three of that one. He's got a bloody memory like, like a still trap. So, yes. Dylan, yes. Dylan's bookshop, obviously, located on the parade, still doing a roaring trade. Um, yeah, yeah well, that's, that's the one that my two, uh, two yeah, sons boys have got. Was, was it a lot of uh, uh, learning on the job with, with that? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this is me, you mean? Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. You know, I, didn't, I didn't have a book background, or, but, uh, you know, that shop started off as 65 square metres and it's had six expansions at 700 square metres now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's a terrific business, terrific location, uh, great demographic. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, Sue and I only hope that the boys uh, uh, continue and, and do really well in it. I oh, kudos to you and Sue too. How many of the staff have been there for donkey's years as well? I, I think that's always a big tick for any business mm. when there's, there's long st- uh, standing staff uh, around as well. Uh, Connie, uh, Amanda, yeah, uh, Kathy. Um, some of these uh, uh, girls have been there for twenty years or twenty five yeah. years, and uh, uh, they are just uh, treasures. They're fantastic. Um, uh, enable, has enabled me to uh, develop another uh, interest uh, playing golf and being involved at uh, Kuyonga. Kuyonga, yes. Kuyonga yep. Golf Club uh, leader, uh, captain at one start and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, you, you've always been a pretty big golf man as well, Roscoe. Yeah, uh, well, I uh, didn't play it when I was younger uh, much. Um, but, um, yeah, because footy and cricket, they were the... They were the main thing, main uh, focuses. But uh, yeah, golf for me is the. I love the banter. Uh, I love the uh, uh, the fact that sometimes you do well and sometimes you don't. Uh, you can get a sporting highlight every now and again, and the odd low light as well. But um, you can still compete, and that's what uh, I enjoy doing. What's what's the handicap, mate? Uh, it's about uh, thirteen, fourteen at the moment. Or it's um, yeah, I'm playing off about uh, fourteen. Um, I think it's um, about eleven point four or eleven point eight or something nice. like that. I, I knew you'd know the stats on that one for sure. <laughs> and Roscoe, you served on the Adelaide Footy Club board as well. And if they'd had a brain, you would have ended up high, doing a lot, lot more, and uh, in a significant position as well. So yes. Oh uh, yeah, um, three years there. Fortunate to be there when uh, uh, won the '98 premiership. Um, Hammer, Bob Hammond uh, was really the one who uh, caused me to be involved. Yep. Um, 
Well, a bit the same as uh, uh, when, uh, you know, at Norwood, um, you know, it, it didn't suit me at the end. I didn't, I didn't like some of the things that had happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, said, well, I, I've got other things to do in my life. I'd rather get on with that. I don't, uh, I don't want to exist in an environment that, uh, that I don't enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I summed that, that up pretty well. It was just, let's just say that it was disappointing. There were things which should have happened and Adelaide Football Club would have, oh, would have well. benefited, but that's life. And Malcolm, there's politics in, yeah, in, in the bowls club and yep. the yep. tennis in club. Everything. In everything, yep. So uh, footy, it does... Uh, there's uh, often more politics in sport than yeah. what there is politics in politics. I've, uh, yeah, I'm uh, not much of a politician. Yes, yeah, not no, my well. strength in life either, uh, Roscoe. I, yeah. I admit too, uh, when I was doing the article on, on Ross, uh, so Sue and the children and through Ross's mum and that had did up a book of all these cli- clippings and Roscoe lent it to me for that. So I admit I was happy as a pig in shit with yeah. having every clipping around and yep. reading through it. Absolutely. The other half, uh, Emma, was panicking that I'd uh, get water on it or anything, but no, I was uh, very careful and made sure that it was returned in pristine c- condition. So. Yeah, but they left half the cuttings out. You know, I, got, uh, <laughs> you know, I was a keen uh, uh, gatherer of these things over time and I got about two. Two suitcases. Just out some of the really, uh, really good ones. There's a photo in there of taking a mark in front of uh, Big Nick and uh, and Polly Farmer on the MCG uh, when we were playing Victoria, playing Western Australia. And I said, that's not even in there. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it's uh, yeah, been a lot of fun. And now um, one other point too, Pete. So. Roscoe's named in the top 10 Kyabram sportsmen of the last century. Now, these include your world champion, your sprint cyclist, Stephen Pate, Dick Clay and Gary Lyon, and test cricketers, Jimmy Higgs and Matty Elliott. So it's fair company. Matthew Um, Elliott. Yeah. Matthew Elliott. Unfortunately, uh, Brett Delidio, he he came after the last century, so uh, you'll have to wait for the next one. Um, Yeah, Brett Delidio, Jimmy Higgs. uh, I was actually... Talking to Dick Clay uh, yesterday, uh, he lives in Ocean Grove, and I rang him to say uh, congratulations on being named uh, one of eight uh, Richmond Immortals. Yes, oh, he's been been added to it, and uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, lucky it's called Immortal and not Mortal." Um, <laughs> but um, I congratulated him on that, and then he said, "Hey, hang on, uh, about it. I still get the Kyabram Free yep. Press. I got it today each week, and." Uh, a young boy, Rowan Aldous, uh, who was a journalist there, r- um, rang me uh, a week before Anzac Day because apparently my, the first game I played at the MCG was on Anzac Day and there was a story about two young boys who were going to play in Little League uh, you know, on the MCG that, that uh, particular Anzac Day. Anyway, he said, can I send you some questions? Um, anyway, he sent me about 26 questions and I thought, Geez, this is going to take a while. So I replied to it, and out of it, it became a, a two-page article in the uh, in the free press. And uh, Dick Clay, uh, um, uh, yesterday, uh, he was complaining to to uh, to me that you know he's just been named as an immortal at Richmond, <laughs> and he got two paragraphs, and um, 
you know, uh, I got two pages and I said, well, you'll have to investigate whether I paid for that or not. <laughs> I will say no, one no. thing too about Roscoe. He's very Kyabram still. He always goes back. Kyabram yeah, yeah. in the finals is back. He follows Kyabram still very, very um, forcefully and, yeah, certainly always knows what's going on and that. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, bit, well, bit like Winnie, always checking yeah, yeah. in. Uh, Winnie, you would you can't believe that he doesn't live in Adelaide because yeah. he knows everything that's he going does, on. He does, doesn't he? Anyone who's got a problem yep. uh, or has uh, got a difficulty, etc. Winnie's the first one on the phone. He's uh, the godfather well, of the Nord Footy Club, well and true. He's the a leader. Man. He's the leader, yeah. and I, I often see a lot of similarity. I've always said with John Wynne and Ian Chapel, they're, they're two elite leaders and and le- leader of men. And Winnie's compassion and care for everyone is, yeah, he's a remarkable man, Jonathan Francis Wynne. Uh, I was just uh, talking about uh, Dick Clay and his disappointment regarding, the, you know, his two paragraphs in the paper. The other thing uh, you didn't mention was the uh, uh, selecting, being selected to sit with the royal family in yes, apologies, yes. I think it was at the MCG with Ross Smith and and uh, John Schultz. Um, which that came out of the 69 Carnival and us beating South Australia, I think. And you uh, entertaining but, Princess Anne. Well, I, we were instructed uh, uh, to address them as Your Royal Highness. Well, as a boy from the country, that didn't sort of ring too many bells. And after about uh, five minutes, I thought, this is going to be really boring for both, for all of us if uh, before I go down that path. So I thought I'd just talk. I was between the Duke and... Uh, and uh, Princess Anne and the, the Queen and, uh, and these days King Charles. Uh, anyway, so uh, between the Duke and, and Anne, and Anne and I getting on like a house on fire, we were laughing and joking, and uh, every now and again the Duke would ask, ask me a question, what's that fellow in white, what's he running there for? And uh, I uh, had to, I was just about to say, listen, pal, I'm a bit busy here. Um, if you wouldn't mind uh, asking Johnny Schultz, he, he doesn't seem quite so busy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I did not get an invite back to the head of some, uh, you know, function at the uh, Britannia back at the wharf that night. And uh, I uh, I didn't get an invite to go back there, and I was pretty disappointed in that. So <laughs> my mate Ray Presnell, who'd come from Kyabram, and I went to Powerhouse Disco on uh, Lake, uh, Albert Park Lake that night and laughed our heads off. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. What what could have been? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> so, so, mate, it'd be remiss, <laughs> to, corner, mate. It'd be remiss not to ask uh, best players you played with? Ah, best players played with. I uh, I loved playing. Um, I, Dick Clay was great. Yeah, it was 70 metre drop kicks from centre half forward. Uh, Kai Abram and, uh, you know, he's in the team of the century at uh, at Richmond. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he was terrific. Uh, there was a fellow at Kai Abram uh, that no one had ever in Adelaide would have ever heard of as a fellow called Jeff Cooper, Aboriginal, two Aboriginal brothers, well, uh, Shepard and were our arch rivals, and uh, uh, Jeff Cooper, uh, and coached by Tom Hafey. And Jeff Cooper one day kicked nine goals out of 11 from the wing, playing for Kai Abram. He, he came from a mission um, near Swan Hill, and 
he was Eddie Betts playing for Kai Abram. He was that good. But in those, those days, uh, you know, other than Doug Nichols and probably Sid Jackson, uh, yeah. there were very, very few, yeah. few uh, Aboriginal players uh, ventured to Melbourne uh, to play. Uh, there were obviously there were probably earlier uh, in Western Australia yeah. uh, with Farmer and uh, the Crackers and Co. Uh, but in, uh, Farmer was fantastic. Uh, playing yep. with, I loved playing with Hasselman for Melbourne. Yep. Uh, he, he was uh, fantastic. Um, uh, playing against, uh, I've always found Peter Stewart, who was at North Melbourne, uh, uh, difficult. Um, in Adelaide here, Butch, uh, well, Butch Phyllis and uh, um, uh, Sandy Nelson. Yeah, uh, those guys were weren't easy uh, to combat. Um, uh, Bill Carmen. Yeah, he was incredible. Uh, I have um, significant regrets the way it finished for Phil. Yeah. He was. Uh, I always thought that. Uh, you know, I played with him in '73 and '74. Yep. He went to Collingwood in '75 and should have won the the Brownlow for sure that year, other than for a broken yeah. bone Stay in his gun. foot, I think. In a state game, um, yeah, when he was a different type of uh, uh, great player, but uh, terrific captain. Um, Russell Evert, uh, obviously, uh, um, and Barry, Barry, Barry Robin, they were uh, freakish. Um, yeah, they, they, uh, uh, Blighty, yeah. Um, yeah um, yeah, they pretty well. Yep, I'm sure. Of it. Yeah, it's a fair. It's a fair Paul, list. Yeah, Paul Bagshaw, Rick Davies. Yep, how good were they? Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, Woody kicked 601 goals for us, yep. or 602. Yep. Um, he regrets not. He regrets kicking one yeah, of those. I knew you'd you get probably that. Know you, I knew you'd get that line in. I was been waiting for it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh well, Gags and uh, uh, and uh, Glenn Kingo. Rosser, Kingo. Um, Kingo. Oh, you can't forget Kingo. As I said, I'll leave people out. But uh, uh, yeah, I refer to Kingo as Wally's pet because he won uh, <laughs> at least six, pe- yeah, six best and fairest and, and six other times in the top three and twice runner-up at uh, at uh, the Copeland too. And we yeah we yeah, have yeah. had Kingo on with us one night too. So great man yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, terrific player, terrific. Oh. Um, okay, greatly appreciated, Roscoe. Say hello to Sue and good luck to the boys in the business. And uh, I did ring Thrasher to see if he was going to be involved. He said, "Come on, Rubik, I've never picked up a book in my life." So yeah, just staring Thrasher <laughs> up as well. So, yes. Otherwise, yeah, uh, good on you. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Good Great. to know you. Greatly appreciated. Thank you very much, Thank you very much for your time, mate. Thanks, Roscoe. Good on you. All the best. Bye bye. Bye bye. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. Happy Days. Yes. Yes. 
All right, mate, we move into happy days. Uh, happy birthday to Sam Hayes, Port Adelaide, uh, 23 years of age, taken with pick 47 in the 2017 draft. Um, Sam Hayes is a pretty serious talent, talent uh, only playing seven games in tw- 2022, yet to register a game in 23. 102 kilo Ruckman. It's an interesting one because Sam Hayes is a better Ruckman, tap Ruckman, than either at Adelaide. So it's... Uh, well, his contract comes up at the yeah. end of 2023. Now, Porter in a bit of a quandary as well because Lysette is probably the one at the yeah. moment that is a little bit questionable. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Now, they subbed uh, Lysette out uh, yeah, on the weekend, him, but that was more the rest. Six, six, two six-day breaks correct. in a row. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so, yeah, very, very interesting. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if uh, there if, is a bit of interest yeah. in Sam Mays, uh, especially if you are t- looking to go down that Tap-Ruckman route. All right, uh, this week uh, in 1962 in baseball, mate, a one-day record of 54 home runs are hit in baseball. You get to keep the baseball too, don't you? With you do. Run. So what a, what a great day for spectators. Kids would have been absolutely yeah. loving it, and um, that's one of the highlights. Uh, I went, I've been to Fenway Park, yeah. and you get to keep the ball there, and it was amazing watching the Adelaide Giants this year to the games that I went to. You know, those balls go over the back of the ground. There's kids scurrying yeah. out to go and grab them. So it's just a unique uh, part of sport, isn't it? Yeah, you can't weird. keep a tennis ball. You can't yeah. keep a cricket ball. You can't keep oh, an yeah, Aussie rules football. Oh, no. uh, you can try, but you can't. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can keep an NFL, an no, NFL football. I know that the Bra- one of the Brady ones did get caught by somebody and then ended up getting yeah, returned, but was... they they paid for it. Yeah. Very interesting. So it's a unique part of. Um... Yeah, I I don't understand why how that started. It'd be interesting how it started in baseball and it stayed. It's a real big thing of the sport. It's a staple, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. And to hit fifty four in uh, one day. I mean, yes. Uh, a lot of games get played over many, many cities and states, but uh, 54 in one day is a pretty fair effort, considering that hitting a baseball, if you hit at three or four out of ten, you're yeah. actually considered, oh, you're elite. considered elite, yeah. which is massive. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I just thought I'd chuck that no, stat in because it's always a fun, fun, yep. fun fact. Yep. All right, we move on. Tennis, uh, very topical at the moment. Yes. Uh, French Open men's tennis in 1984. Uh, Czech star Ivan Lendl wins his first Grand Slam title, beating John McEnroe. 3 6 2 6 6 4 7 5 7 5. Be fair if it comes two back from down. two sets down. Yeah. yeah. It's probably clay, the one surface with Lendl with hitting it back. Yeah, but. In, in pure hindsight, you wonder if John McEnroe got slightly frustrated trying to hit winners at yes. his set surface. So, yep. But, yeah, a fantastic, fair effort to come back. And Lendl's sure. always been known as the Iron Man, yeah. so, Get you know, you need that stamina on uh, clay court. Yep. We talked, obviously, earlier about the players that are playing in the quarterfinals. Alcaraz is a 19-year-old beast who just yeah. will go all day long, uh, and yeah. Djokovic... You know, he's at 31, 30, but his body's in absolute peak condition. So very, very interesting as well. But, yeah, you're right. Ivan Lendl uh, probably just had a little bit more stamina on that day and McEnroe was probably trying to uh, go for it a little bit more than usual. All right, we'll stick with the tennis, mate. 1979, Tennis Women's French Open. Chris Evert dominates Wendy Turnbull of Australia. 6-2-6 love for her third French Open crown. Just basically probably looks, you know, comprehensive scoreline, just outclassed. And Chris Evert was one of the all-time greats. You know, you talk about your Mount Rushmore's for tennis uh, in the women's, and Evert always comes up uh, in that conversation. And um, yeah, when Wendy Turnbull, unfortunately, her her preferred surface would have been the grass, not the uh, not the clay. Yeah. So, but still, again, make make a grand final, make a championship final. You're doing pretty well. 
All right, we move on to cricket. Uh, in 1952, mate, uh, cricket. England's cricket class divided, hit for six. It was a big thing back then. Yeah. In Australia. It was, um, you know, Protestants and the Methodists as well in cricket. I thought I'd add this one in that. for you, mate. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a, but it was bizarre when you think of it now. Yep. Um, you know, and you think of of an England dressing room now, it virtually covers every nationality. Correct. It's almost recruiting of the nat. Uh, yep. And that, and... Yeah, but back then, yeah, it was, and don't worry, the Australian thing was just as, just as clicky. So yep, yeah, and then obviously the opening batsman Len Hutton yep. becomes the first professional cricketer captain England and Test, really the almost the beginning of the professional era. Yeah, one of the all-time great bat players too. Yep. So yeah, no, fascinating. It huh? is. Uh, that was a fascinating stat when it came up. I thought you'd yeah. like like that yes, one, mate. As a cricket nut, absolutely. All right, mate. Let's scoot into the extra time. Big finish. Extra time. Big finish. All right, man, we kick off with Nepal. The Thunderbirds' results are having a very, very good season, but unfortunately just in their last minor round game, coming undone against Collingwood. Yes, a bit disappointing because uh, losing against the Pies. Collingwood, bizarrely, finishing up as a club. I think we covered that a bit last we week. We did, yep. Um, but, yeah, so they're in the finals. So, Things start afresh. Um, I think we finished second at the end of the minor round. Sydney finishing minor premiers. So yep. Sydney Swifts, I think. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, we've got upcoming, we've got the Lightning yep. uh, at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre and then the Swifts away Swifts, yep. uh, on the 17th of June. So, yeah. yeah, we'll keep a bit of an eye on that. But, you know, their season has been one yeah, of really good, good positives. and. Yep. Let's hope they can go one more. And we talked earlier on in the year. I think we're in January, February, going. Look, let's any trophy we can bring home is a oh. is a big thing, and we'll celebrate it. And uh, maybe we'll try and get a uh, representative from the Lightning on yeah. at some. Uh, sorry, the Thunderbirds on at some stage, and obviously talk about the season. Hopefully, with a premiership medallion around the neck. Yes. All right, mate. Uh, as every we've done every week so far, we've had a bit of fun here with the AFL. We've got the trade, re-sign, retire. Three big names here I've got on the list. Uh, Daniel Rich, Patrick Dangerfield and Trent Cotchin. Well, the re-sign is pretty obvious, is Dangerfield. Um, trade, I don't think there'd be any interest in Rich or Cotchin. I, I, I think both those two will retire. Yep. So, But if yeah. you had to pick one, because we've got to do it we've got to do it legit, if you had to pick one that you're trading, who are you trading and who are you retiring? Rich retiring, trading Cotchin. Wow, Okay. I was yep. going to go the other way. I'm sort of on the uh, bandwagon of re-signing Dangerfield. Yeah. Uh, I reckon Rich has some trade value, but Cochin, I'm not sure whether he wants to, to go on. I, I think mentally and physically, I think yeah. he's pretty much all spent. I think they're both out in that way. Agreed. Fair, fair cool. Mate, yep. Not a problem. All right, mate, cricket, uh, this is your, your yes. baby. I'll let you uh, take the floor on this one. Test final begins this week. Tomorrow night. Yep. So playing with India. So Hazelwood out for... Australia ruled out. Looks like Boland will play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boomerang is out for India. Uh, India have had a few injury troubles, um, and that as well. So it's uh, at the Oval too. Fascinating that it's at the Oval, not at Lords. I don't know why. Um, considering they've played a Test match at Lords last week, so yes. it's not like you could say oh, I wasn't ready or anything. Yes. So yeah, it, it, it looked is. like a little bit of a green top at the yeah. moment, just from what I've seen. Yeah. That's before cut uh, cuts. Yep. That that'll get mowed two or three times. Absolutely. So um, apparently the weather's looking pretty reasonable. So it's unusual for uh, yeah, England. For England. So it looks like we will have a start. I 
think it's seven o'clock tomorrow night. Yep, seven yeah. seven for seven thirty. I yeah. reckon it is. Again, we will stress we're doing this episode a little yep. bit earlier because of my commitments. Um, yeah, who's your tip, mate? I mean, obviously the it's going to get down to the war of attrition for the bowlers, especially not only for this test but also the Ashes coming up as well. So it's interesting. So uh, Punjara has played a lot of county cricket with success, so, and so Smith and Labuschagne for Australia. Yep. So I'll go Australia because I think. Neither side's had great preparation. I hate this bit yep. without playing. Yep. I've gone on and on about that yep. enough. Yep, those, um, those trial games yeah. here, there and everywhere. Yep. Yeah, just coming straight from the IPL, I don't get it. Um, Warner's comments, yeah, you know what? We'd all like to name when we retire. We'd well, all like to name whatever we want to do in life. But, you know, hang on, pal. You, you're very, very lucky to still be being picked. Yep. Pull your head in and get some runs. I was going to ask you about oh. that. He made, obviously, his comments. Oh, I mean, really, at the end of the day, his ideal swan song should have probably been the Sydney Test last yeah. year, really. Yeah, I just... It's, yeah, a, I... It's, a, it's a weird one that continues to, obviously, give us stuff to talk about, but you're right. Uh, trying to name your call in a Sydney Test uh, later on in the year or early next year uh, leaves me scratching my head going, when, why? When... He made runs in one game. Yep. And somehow he got named cricketer. <laughs> yes. He won the season, which was farcical to say the least. Absolutely. But, yeah, we all can't say, oh, yeah. Yep. You know, really, he's on his last legs now. Absolutely. He's got to get runs in the next. Yeah, if he doesn't get they're runs. Saying he, they're saying he's going he's gonna to be given three tests. Well, I reckon he's lucky. That's six innings. Yep. So I reckon he's going to be lucky to be given that many. So, yeah. I, yeah. So are India playing for the draw, obviously being the higher-ranked uh, team in this case? No, I think because it's a one-off, I'd be surprised. I think they'll try and get a result. Yeah, I think so. And I think there's actually even a reserve day. I think there's a sixth day right. set aside. Right. Very so, interesting. We'll watch yeah. that one with some interest yeah. as well. Uh, all right, mate. Soccer. Uh, Adelaide United feature heavily in the A-League awards with uh, Player of the Year, uh, Craig Goodwin. Yeah, well, it's not a surprise. What can you say? Had a, he had a fantastic year. You know, did very well at the World Cup. It was great to see someone out of the local league. Yes. And that contributes so highly on the world stage in the biggest tournament. Yep. You know, scored. And obviously helped Australia qualify as yeah, well. Yeah, no, so he, he had a fantastic... He's, you know, he's ticked every box. And then Carl Veer gets named Coach of the Year, yeah. which is fantastic. It's I mean, a, he does have that local flavour, does play those younger kids, seems to get the best out of them. So, yeah, looks... It's interesting when you where Adelaide finished up. Yes, we named that, but good luck. Yeah. Well, I think you've got to look at his job over the last two yeah. or three years and go. He's building something quite good, but unfortunately, with these young guys, they end up getting yeah, poached go. by a lot of European yeah, clubs or you know uh, uh, Middle Eastern clubs or wherever's paying the top dollar. I mean, the, from the club's point of view, their transfer fee is fantastic, but yeah, you know, I don't from a think local you can plan view, three years in advance. Yeah. Well, it sounds great in theory. Yep, but yeah, good luck. Uh, congratulations to the Central Coast Mariners. I did watch yeah. a bit of this game uh, the other night, and boy, oh boy, they were impressive with a six-one victory over Melbourne City. Yeah, and six-one. Wow. Well, it was one all. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, Central would, Central Coast were down one 0 yeah. at one stage. Oh. Uh, it was one all for a good part of that game, and then they put the afterburners on and just went bang, bang, bang. And next minute, it was four-one, five-one, six-one, and you like blow the siren, get them off. Well, I picked up. My son, uh, my son, because he's Manchester United, so he, and was on Paramount the FA Cup final. So yep. we went to the Arca Bar. Yep. Um, and he said, "Oh, 
So if you, if you followed the A-League final, I said, oh, no, I haven't had a look yet, mate. He goes, uh, Melbourne City won. I said, yeah, it's probably pretty good. And then he's gone Central Coast 6. And I've gone, what? Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, I sat there with my jaw on the ground going, and the way they set it up, it was just perfect. Everything worked perfectly for them. And they get the ball in a perfect spot and then change direction and bang, it's in the back of the net. It's like, well, hello, that's a, that's a brilliant goal on any normal date, let alone a grand final. So I'll give Daniel his due. He stitched me up well with that one. <laughs> I hope he didn't stitch you up too bad. All right, mate, we'll finish off on the AFL. The Tribunal, uh, obviously, once again, a hot talking point. And in our case, Jordan Ngoi is probably the one that we want to single out this week. I think he's lucky to only get three. I certainly thought it was just an obvious minimum three. I thought he might have got four, um, so I think he's lucky to only to get the three. It was dumb. Some were calling for five. Yeah, so it was, yeah, it was dumb, really dumb. It was too late. It was it was just those days are gone. Like yeah. you know, we've had. We did touch on it briefly earlier when we did the teams, and yeah, you're right. It, the duty of care these days has to be first and foremost to the players. Tackle the guy. It was dumb. Yeah. Dumb, dumb, I dumb. I know he braced himself for impact, yeah. which is a natural reaction, but you've almost got to take that out of it these days. And, yeah, you're right. Three is uh, start yeah. the start the car and uh, take it while you can get oh, it. Well, and the buy will wait and see now if he's got any barley highlights to come. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, mate. We'll, um, we'll follow that one up over the next couple of weeks. And yep. as per usual, mate, we better wrap this episode up. Yep. Uh, we thank uh, Ross Roscoe. Dillon, yep. Roscoe, uh, for his time tonight. And uh, as per usual, mate, we promise to do better. Definitely. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCast SA. We'll see you next time on Game On.